Bonjour and welcome to another episode of Street Focus, an ongoing exploration of urban photography. I'm your host, Valérie Jardin. Today is a new installment of our Streets of the World segment, and I'm taking you to Madrid, Spain. And your local guide for this new adventure is street photographer Levi Shand. Hi, Levi. How are you? Hi, I'm great, Valerie. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm, I'm excited. So before we hit the streets of Madrid with you, please tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm somewhat of a new photographer. I've been shooting only for about two years. And I've been in Madrid a little over half that time and have made it my life <laughs> so far. It, it um, sounds like I see your work and it seems like you've been doing this for much longer. So, so street photography is something that just grabbed your interest right away? Yeah, it did. Um, I purchased my first real, quote-unquote, real camera in, in Thailand. I was there. And street photography is something that I just came to do naturally. And like I've heard tell many times from many different people, I didn't know that street photography existed. Yeah. I just was taking photos of scenes and people in the street, just candidly. And I liked it. I just did it. And uh, finally, I, I discovered, wow, people do this all the time. That's right. And there's a name for it. <laughs> and then I got into research and study. Um, so Awesome. Yeah. So why Madrid? Um, I have a contract here. I'm actually an English teacher okay. as well. In my, well, my, my other job yeah. <laughs> is an English teacher. Great. And um, so I'm, I'm here for at least another year. And... I've been here for a year, and I really love Madrid. Yeah, so you've been exploring uh, the streets with your camera. So you really—that's the best way to see a city, um, and and right. uh, and and discover its people. So that's really awesome. And it's a big city, so it's like like three million or something, or six yeah. with the surrounding areas. That's right. Yeah, um, I think people just say three and a half, and they, mm -hmm. they count uh, the center and like the big bustling areas. And it's about three and a half, a little larger than Chicago. Okay, yeah, it is. It is a big city, um, and I've never been there, so this is going to be new for me as well. So I'm really excited. So um, most people will either fly into Madrid or or take a train. Uh, either way, is it easy to get out of the the airport or the main station? Yeah, it really is. Um, the public transport here is in my opinion, sophisticated and easy to navigate. Even if you don't speak Spanish, um, you, if you're coming from outside the country or outside the, the Schengen area, outside of Europe, you'll arrive at Terminal 4 at Barajas mm -hmm. Airport. And from there, uh, well, first of all, the Terminal 4 is beautiful. And if you want to stick around there a little while and shoot, um, that's perfectly fine. Cameras yeah. are, of course, allowed. Um, there are two ways that I would prefer to, to leave either by the express bus, um, from terminal four, it's about 30 minutes and five euros to Atocha station, wow. which is the, the largest train station in, in Madrid or, um, the, the light rail, which is called Circanias. Um, uh, it's 
a little bit less than five euros. It's about 25 minutes. The difference, the main difference is um, if you're carrying large bags, uh, might be a pain to go down underground, you know, to catch the light rail. Sure. Uh, you know, and the bus is really nice, actually. Cool. Well, that's that seems very convenient. Um, so if people come in by train, they'll most likely come to that big station? Yeah. Yeah, they would. They'd come in from Barcelona, probably, or Valencia, or and Sevilla. Is it a cool station, old-looking, old or is it all modern? Oh, man, it's so cool. It's um, It was done in what's it called, the Renewal Wrought Iron style. Um, in the 19th or no, 20th century, mm -hmm. 19, yeah, 20th century. Um, the old, it's two things. There's, there's a modern part of the station and the original station, um, which not unlike the uh, Musée d'Orsay, yeah. um, they've um, installed a huge tropical garden in, in the center, which is, it feels out of place, you know, <laughs> it's like in Madrid. <laughs> Not a lot of tropical things, but uh, it's it's really beautiful in there. Um, huge arch ceilings. Um, also, the uh, surroundings of Atocha Station are pretty fruitful. And if you if you like shots taken from high angles or low angles, um, don't bring a tripod in. Is <laughs> the one advice that I would give. But sure. I got some flack for that once, um, and. The other note would be that the security forces maybe are a little bit touchy. Uh, Atocha was the site of the um, terror attack there in 2004, Yeah. The, Mar the March 11th attack. And so if you're setting up tripods, if you're just kind of stalking around the station today with a camera, you know, they might you know, start talking on the radios or something or kind of do sideways glances. But probably Yeah, and, and I see, I think that's the thing. If if you keep moving, you're fine. But yeah. uh, I was just at, uh, at one World Trade Center in New York a couple of weeks ago and uh, they opened underneath. Now you could, there is a, a passage underneath and you can go in there and it's, it's pretty cool to shoot. And uh, the minute I stopped walking, somebody got, you know, say, oh no, you have to keep, you can, you can take pictures but you have to keep moving so it, i think it's uh it's and of course that was uh that was the place that's probably has the most security so so i guess it's the same for madrid in some of those sense more sensitive areas uh don't draw too much attention to yourself that's right well that's the name of the game i guess you know mm -hmm. be discreet yeah um yeah but even even still like i said like the, the surrounding areas there are kind of industrial you know classic train station, you know, sights to see, people moving, yeah. you know, leaping on trains, running. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's a, stations are always, uh, especially in Europe, they're just so interesting to photograph and, and also to try some long exposures and, and such. So yeah. it's a cool place. And, you know, forget the tripod, just find a counter stop or a garbage can. And it's, uh, I always say it's kind of part of the fun <laughs> to find yeah, the, yeah, the spot. Yeah. Yeah, as street photographers, we you know we're more one camera, one lens, and no no accessories. <laughs> right. Yeah, I just I travel very light when yeah. I'm in there. I wear the camera in. I don't I don't let people see me putting it on. You know, yeah. <laughs> draw attention to myself. Oh, what and what do you what do you shoot with? 
Well, um, something way too big. It's a Nikon D seven one or seventy one hundred. Okay. So yeah, seven zero zero. It's a DSLR. Yeah. Um, and I see them everywhere. It's really like I don't know, I'm ready for something new. I guess it's a great camera. Yeah. Uh, super sophisticated. Has way too many gadgets and <laughs> accessories that I will never use. Um, shoots beautiful video, but I wouldn't know. <laughs> it draws a little too much attention too. Yeah, it's like you put the DSLR up to your face and it's like you just yeah. put on a mask. Exactly. You, know, you, yeah. you yeah. flips your face with this big black thing and people turn around and wonder what's going on. You're probably ready to move to the mirrorless world with the rest of the street photographers. Oh uh, yeah, I'm on the outside <laughs> looking in. <laughs> <laughs> but you yeah. know what? It's 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 a tool that whatever works. And you know, I shot DSLR, uh, I shot street photography with the DSLR for so long, it seemed so normal. And then uh, and then the day that I switched to something small, it's like, yeah, this makes a lot more sense. That's why people shoot with Leicas; they're much smaller. <laughs> I even picked up a pair of cheap um, film SLRs. And Did you? Cool. Yeah, um, I got a, a Yashica. Yeah. An old like 1986 and then an old Olympus and I use those sometimes and even those um, there's a huge difference in what people like how they react yeah. when they see them. It's, with yeah. those they kind of disregard them yeah. <laughs> exactly just, yeah yeah the, you're, you're more invisible for sure yeah. so so the train station if, whether you coming in by train or not could would be a must see you think yeah I'm there every day really um, actually uh, on my my journey, and I stick around. <laughs> when I after I finish work, I I stick around there and do a, a lap. Yeah. You know, sort of see what I can see and yeah. see how the light's falling, and I don't know. It's a really really fruitful place. Great. Sure. Well, that that's awesome because uh, yeah, we always uh, we always have favorites like that. You know, places where we can come again and again and the light is going to be different, pe different people coming through and it's like a whole new adventure each time. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. And in the summer, of course, the, there's a lot more light. Um, now the rains have come, <laughs> winter is knocking and it's, it's a little more difficult, but, but still, yeah, it's the, the big opening of that station faces, I believe North, let's see, North East. Maybe due east, and so in, in the mornings in the summer, uh, if you're there, it's it's beautiful to, yeah. to see the light just filtering in over the the faces of all the people. And yeah, yeah, I see that. I see in your work, you you play with shadows a lot, so you definitely yeah. uh, definitely look for that for that. Uh, it, yeah, there's never a bad time to shoot street photography. You know, you don't have to get up early. You don't have to stay out late. You can shoot in midday and, and uh, it's just a matter of uh, of working with the light you have and making the best of it. So Yeah, that's sure. right. Yeah. So so where else? What where, where where next would you recommend a street photographer who has a weekend in Madrid uh explores? Well, my neighborhood of course. Um <laughs> Lava <laughs> Lava Pies is uh, the neighborhood probably closest to the train station. Uh, a lot of travelers stay a little north of there in, in like the very, very center of the city. Um, Lava Pies is in the south part of the center of Madrid, and it is an immigrant neighborhood. Yeah. And there's just a huge mix of cultures and languages and colors and 
events happening all the time. You know, there's a, there's a great variety of food and uh, faces. Um, lots of graffiti. It's the old Jewish quarter of the city. Okay. And if you've been around Spain at all, like the, um, the old Jewish quarters are generally home to the, the narrowest streets. Yep. And it's like they, they seem a little older, right? They seem like yeah. they well, were a lot like old. in Paris as well. Yeah, the, the Jewish quarter is you know the the narrow cobblestone streets and yeah. That's right. Yeah, and let's see the lights. Um, yeah, usually cutting in obliquely, like the the, the, the rooftops. The, roof, mm-hmm. the buildings are a little bit tall, and so there is good light in the morning, but in in select places. <laughs> now, are buildings houses uh, colorful? In Madrid, they certainly are. Yeah. Um, if you were to Google um, lava pies, um, you you would see. I think the image, the first image that comes up, would be one of the, the various colors uh, of all the buildings side by side in the neighborhood. And yeah, they're just they make beautiful backdrops. <laughs> I was going to say so. Even I mean, I, I see you do a lot of black and white, and and I do too. But but sometimes it just calls for color, and and the color may just be you know what draws you to the to the spot, and then you wait for the right person to enter that frame. So it would be a good spot to explore and maybe find a stage. Yeah, absolutely. Go fishing. You know, mm-hmm. find a find a lovely bit of light and yeah. on a nice backdrop, and just hang out hang out a while. Cool. Exactly, and probably a lot of cafes with outdoor sitting, and can hang out for a while and observe. Yeah, it's full of terraces. Um, it's it was dangerous. I will say that um, maybe a decade ago, it was kind of a dangerous place. Um, nowadays, it's it's fine. Like, and by dangerous, I mean you know you are more likely to get mugged or something, or you know, maybe there is some physical violence or altercations or stuff okay. you know, at, in, in the night times. But these days, Lava Pies is gentrifying. I was going to say, it sounds like a lot of those neighborhoods, uh, whether you're in New York or, you know, places that were neighborhoods that were dangerous, uh, you know, 10, 20 years ago are so gentrifying now and they're like the hip place to be. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's happening in Lava Pies. Um, there's a street, um, Calle Argumosa, and it's just bar after bar after bar, and you know, fixed gear bicycles and coffee shops and you know, um, niche supermarkets, you know, healthy yeah, green yeah. supermarkets mm-hmm. here and there. Um, yeah, it's it's changing a little bit. Um, like any city, if you're going to uh, carry a big visible camera. Uh, around at 3 a.m. or something you know just be smart you know be smart about exactly yeah just you know don't if you have a bag just don't keep it behind you you know if you're in a busy place where or in a crowded uh crowded bus or something i mean it's it's just all street smarts and common sense really that's right Mm -hmm. as a as a photographer i guess you should be hyper aware (laughs) <laughs> anyway yeah. you're in a state of hyper awareness that's so, right yeah and unless, well yeah we always well, see i think because we're street photographers we're so aware of what's around us i think it would be really hard to uh to rob us <laughs> because we're, yeah we're always scanning around us for a uh, photo opportunities so nobody is un is unnoticed we 
I, I, I know I, I, I caught someone in my camera bag with a hand in my little think tank Ooh. bag in Chicago. And I, I was, you know, I, the guy had his hand in my think tank on my beloved Fuji. Uh, <laughs> I hit his hand and I, the doors of the train were still open. I pushed him off the train. He probably didn't know it was happening. <laughs> and I got so angry. It's like, you don't touch that camera. It's my most prized material possession. <laughs> <laughs> and bit. I, I don't think I don't think he knew it was a camera bag because the think tank doesn't look the retrospective doesn't look like a camera bag. But um, he was probably looking for money. But I just I I was actually surprised how I really I I got pretty aggressive actually. <laughs> but yeah, it, it did self-defense. Yeah, I know. And everybody was kind of cheering on the train. Uh, <laughs> But uh, yeah, so that's never happened to me before or since then, just this one time in Chicago. And and I travel a lot and I always have a camera with me. So I'm I'm always well aware of what's around me. And I think that's kind of part of our part of our training as street photographers. We're very aware and in tune. So the the trick the trick here that I've seen the most is uh, when a person comes and sits down at uh, a terrace table. I'm sure you've seen this in Paris. Um, you know, where some, some poor children will come yep. with, uh, a piece of paper or a folder, like a, something explaining to you their plight. You know, while, while you read it, their hand, they, they, if they've covered your camera, which was sitting on the table or your phone, you know, with this piece of paper and they're reaching in with their other hand and yep. just popping it. Um, you know, yeah, like, again, yeah, it, it's, you have, it's like you have to have, eyes behind your head <laughs> you just have yeah. to yeah but that's you know for anyone who travels you just have to be aware of that uh chances are nothing is going to happen but um it's just uh if you don't want to risk being pickpocketed then you have to stay home <laughs> yeah that's about yeah. it it's part of uh it's part of the adventure but yeah be, be aware of it otherwise uh in general madrid is a, a quite is fairly safe i mean are there Definite neighborhood where you would just not go? Well, I was going to get to that next. Okay. I grew up very near to Chicago um, in Indiana. Mm-hmm. And I know Chicago's got quite a crime rate these days, and it had one then too. There are certain neighborhoods that the law doesn't go into here. I don't feel unsafe anywhere I go. I, I bragged to my parents about it, you know, saying, you know, the, 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 the crime rate here is just you don't, you don't see it, you know, you don't, you don't feel it. You don't see it. I, like I said, you're out, you know, drunk or something at very, very late at night or early in the morning in any city, you're going to have a problem, yeah. probably, you know? And so maybe that would happen here, but there's no, I don't know. There's no gang stuff that you could see. You know, there's no roving bands of kids or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's, it's it's a very anywhere like a street photographer or a, a, a normal tourist would go is perfectly safe. Yeah, that's how I feel about Paris. I I never feel. I mean, even in the middle of the night, as a woman walking by myself, you know, if I'm in the fifth or sixth district, and uh, I usually stay on the left bank, I never feel like I have to look over my shoulder. I I mean, there are always people on the street. I think that's the thing, too. It's there are cities that don't really sleep. There are always people around, so you feel safer. 
Yeah, that's absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Um, and Spaniards are famous for that, you know, staying up until yes. the sun comes up. And yeah, the streets, if it's not too cold out, if it's not raining, are generally just full of people all the time. Yeah. That's just a dream you know for us <laughs> exactly i mean it's like when I'm, i go to paris in january and i sit outside at a cafe they have the heat lamps even if it's near freezing or or at freezing they have the heat lamps at the cafes and people sit outside and yeah. uh we really enjoy living outside and i i'm in the midwest and uh We're just, uh, you know, the minute it gets a little cool, all the the cafe tables are pulled in. (laughs) It's like, oh, it's kind of sad. Yeah, people live indoors here compared to Europe. That's for sure. Yeah, I was in St. Louis recently, and that was the case. Um, I know it's it wasn't like a vacant city or anything, but I felt like it was a little bit empty Mm -hmm. during during the day, and that's just because I'm used to life here in, in the central Madrid. It's just going going buzzing yeah absolutely so where next where next where do where where are you taking us after after your neighborhood after my neighborhood um let's see i think okay right next to if you're looking at the map um right to the west oh and i should add that uh levi made a interactive map that i will link to the show notes so uh, all those neighborhoods will be easy to find if you uh, happen to uh, be heading out to madrid all right great thanks um la latina mm-hmm. is a very popular neighborhood especially um on the weekends um, people from all over the autonomous community of madrid come there, even from the, the suburbs or other parts of Madrid, come to La Latina for its its food and terrace life. And it's a little bit a uh, little bit wealthier, a little bit cleaner, just as old as Lava Pies. Okay. It's still not as very, gritty. Not as gritty, no. Okay. No. Quite a bit cleaner. Um lot to see. And yeah, it's 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 a nice in between on your way north. Okay, Uh, cool. But before I leave La Latina, I want to tell you, maybe you've heard about this market. Um, Madrid is home to the Rastro market. And if you're going to be in Madrid on a weekend, uh, especially on a Sunday, you're going to be around the whole Sunday, at least in the morning, you can visit the Rastro in La Latina. And... This probably is my favorite place to shoot. You know, um, it begins, the, the vendors start setting up at nine or 10 and it really starts to break down at two. But between those times, it's, it's just nonstop. It's, it's huge. It's an outdoor clothing. Okay. Um, a little uh, bit of everything. Could a have, bit of everything. Yeah. It's, a, it's a flea market. Okay. And there are buskers and tourists and vendors and all of the races and faces and street performers. And it's really, really actually kind of close quarters. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if you're, if you're watch your to, bag. <laughs> yeah. Watch your bag. But uh, if, if you're not comfortable uh, taking photographs of people at almost point blank range. Yeah. You know, like, that would be an easy one to, to start with, huh? A, a meter, you know, is, is, is yeah. generous sometimes. Um, but people yeah. probably wouldn't even notice you. No, yeah. no, no, no. I've, I've taken lots and lots. Of, I go there all the time just to, uh, again, do a lap. 
you know, yeah. and see what I can find. Sure. And it's it's great. The, the rostro is great. Um, but heading north, um, out of the rostro, um, and through Valentina, you will find yourself in the, the Puerta del Sol, like the very, very center of uh, the city. Um, Sol is um, Madrid's central plaza, mm-hmm. and it's the, the city's pedestrian hub. You know, it's, it's everything passes through Sol. Okay. You know, it's, it's a great place to set up. It's a great place to walk. Lots of shopping, tourism. Again, a lot cleaner, you know, a lot more modern. A little more touristy, uh, probably. A lot more touristy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot more touristy. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a really, really beautiful place. Uh, the weekends, um, there's usually a protest happening. <laughs> Every night, it seems. There's always someone protesting something. Um, Saturday night, Sunday night, uh, there's usually a, a loud protest happening, so that means people are passionate. People are, you know, singing or yelling. Good, chanting. good place. Good place to practice your photojournalistic skills. <laughs> yeah, if you're into that, you know, <laughs> is that happening there? Um, yeah, that that's um, uh, kind of like uh, the uh, Pantheon Pantheon in Paris. There, right in front there, there is often a kind of a, a favorite place to have a protest of some kind. And it's always interesting. Yeah, it always is. Um, yeah. I think last weekend I was there, it was um, a Turkish protest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Turkish residents of Madrid protesting something that was happening in Turkey. Yeah. It's so, it's so different because uh, when you're in the States, that, that just doesn't happen very often. And uh, whereas... The Europeans are a lot more vocals. <laughs> a lot oh, yeah. more vocal about the, you know what they like and what they don't like. <laughs> yeah, there's just absolutely no fear of uh, just saying it. Um, yeah. Last year at this time I was here and there was a garbage strike. Yeah, oh. <laughs> trash strike. And uh, I guess that offered some interesting backdrops too. Yeah, <laughs> it, went, <laughs> it smells. It went, it went on. Yeah, mostly the smells. It went on for about four weeks. Or, oh, was it in the it, summer? Uh, it was in the autumn. Okay, still, the it's autumn. warm there. <laughs> it's still pretty warm. Yeah, it's still, uh, it's still not bad. Oh. You know, of course, you are very sensitive to the even the slightest hint of winter. Yeah. They know nothing about the Twin Cities. You know, they, they, <laughs> they, they, they wouldn't last at all. No, uh, no. Okay. I told them about Chicago and the winds, and they just fall over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's still pretty, uh, pretty terrible. <laughs> Is there any like uh, super modern part of of the city? Like, is there a business district in Madrid or not? Yeah, um, in Malasaña, with the Malasaña neighborhood, is I guess you could say just north and west of Seoul. Um, it's very modern. Um, lots of high end shopping. You could walk from east to west or west to east along Gran Vía which is kind of a central, like a lateral central artery mm-hmm. in, in, in Madrid and catch some really nice light basically all day, but especially, of course, in the mornings and in the, the middle, late afternoon. You know, um, big glass buildings. Okay. So you have that kind of um, reflected light, even if you're not directly in the sun or, or shooting directly into the sun. You know, there's 
there are points where people's faces pass straight through a ray know, of some, light. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, mm -hmm. a series of, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Those, um, you know, light shining off of those high windows, yeah. you know, onto the street below. And it's, uh, Grand Via is a great place to catch some of that. Um, always lots of strange things happening to um, Grand Via. I was actually shooting there once and <laughs> a, a guy had uh, these strange masks and some some friends of his and I, I got swept into uh, some kind of protest against uh, the Catalonian Madrid, but the vote for them to secede. You know, so I, I put on this mask and kept the camera in my hand and every time the light changed to red, we'd run out in the middle of the street <laughs> and start fighting each other you know, with giant balloons. <laughs> and of course I was like shooting the entire time, just hip shooting, you know, yeah, and, yeah. and ended up with a lot of great photographs. Oh, cool. Uh, but that, that, that kind of random thing uh, yeah. can happen for sure. So are people camera shy or are they pretty open? I mean, you, you're as a street photographer, um, taking candid shots and then somebody notices you in Madrid. Is that good? Are they going to be confrontational? Are they, are they, are you, do you feel okay explaining what you're doing and they'll be okay with it? What's your general feeling about it? I mean, it may not never have happened, but yeah. Um, I, let's see if I'm not sure I ask, frankly, um, okay. if I can take someone's portrait for a portrait, uh, but if you're just capturing candid scenes, But yeah, if I'm just capturing candid scenes, um, people have kind of you know, given me a sideways glance, or I've had friends who have been yelled at, okay. you know, by people. Um, I think there's, I think maybe you understand that there's like this, um, this sense, you know, that personal space, that Pers personal yeah. privacy, yeah. Even, even though folks are being videotaped, you know, the moment they walk out their doors, basically, exactly. You know, there's a camera on every corner. You know, these financial institutions, uh, shops, they've all got, you know, their cameras rolling all the time. But it never really comes to your attention until, you know, someone, you notice someone, you know, who has a bead on you, you know, yeah. basically just aiming their camera directly at you. And then maybe, you know, I think people can be a little bit edgy about that. I have, you know, had success in explaining myself what I was doing and I've, I've taken names and emails and, and sent photos to people and you know developed some relationships that way yeah. in in Lava Pace um, there's a large immigrant population and I have found on some occasions that uh, people aren't okay for various reasons uh, having their picture taken um, I do a lot of shooting down there And, but still, um, I'm respectful yeah. because some of them, I mean, a lot of them, let's be honest, are illegal immigrants mm -hmm. and maybe don't want their image to appear on the internet. Sure. You know, um, or maybe they're, I don't know, maybe they're, they're breaking some other law <laughs> that you don't notice. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, or their culture or religion mm -hmm. is, you know, it, There are extremes yeah. that prohibit you know, picture taking or appearing in pictures or something like that. And so if I'm not sure, I you know I use my common sense. I yeah. just I just ask someone, and if they say no, they'll thank you and move on. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's all about respect and uh, and and also 
educating people as to what you're doing. If you're telling telling them, you know, they come to you and said, "Oh, why did you just take my picture?" You know, just explaining. You know, I'm documenting the people of the city of Madrid, and if, depending on you present it too, and most people will be okay with it. They say, "Well, what are you going to do it? What are you going to do with it?" So, what's well, for my personal use? You know, it's you know, I blog or whatever. Um, I think that puts people at ease, and it's the worst thing you a street photographer can do is just run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that happen. <laughs> well, <laughs> Does that happen? Well, you know, people feel like they get caught and they start, yeah, they try to get away. But that's the worst thing because yeah. that makes it so much more difficult for the next street photographer who's going to come after. It's giving them, giving our our, uh, our genre a bad rap. And uh, I think, uh, yeah, it, you're not doing anything wrong, so don't look like you're doing if you start running or avoid contact or or it, then you look it looks suspicious but if you smile and go to the person i mean obviously if they're questioning what you're doing and go to the person and say well this is here look that's what i i saw it was really cool scene and and i'm documenting people in this neighborhood usually it's you know you're off the hook yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've had a lot of good luck um, printing photographs and bringing them back to people. That's nice. Yeah, I've, I've heard of all, yeah. a lot of people who do that. That's awesome. Yeah, gifting them their their own portraits, and you know, I, I just think you know maybe you know if they're if they're on the poor side or even if they're not, like how many portraits have you had taken? You know, Ex how many exactly. You, you know, do, how many portraits of yourself do you own? You know, like maybe mm -hmm. maybe not any. Maybe maybe one if you're lucky. So I've found it makes a really nice gift. Um, on the other side of that coin, I guess, is if you do smile, like you said, um, and you have that camera, I've, I've encountered several times here, people will stop me and say, hey, uh, give me a photo. You know, like they'll yeah. stop me in the street and say, hey, take my picture. Yeah. Like oh, they, yeah. <laughs> they want their picture taken, you know, on the other side. So Yeah. And then when and you do street portraits, I mean, people, most people are flattered if you want to do a portrait of them because, you know, obviously you're doing that because they're interesting. Yeah, and you pay them a small compliment, and yeah. you know, some kind of say, "Hey, I like your your hair is amazing," or something. Or it, well, yeah, uh, yeah. Can I can I send you the photograph? I'd love it if somebody stopped me in the street and asked me for a street <laughs> portrait. You know, I do it all the time. <laughs> cool. So, um, so let's say, where else? Where else would you recommend would be a see in Madrid, um, especially as a street photographer? Probably the last must-see neighborhood. Uh, well, okay, here we go. The last must-see neighborhood would be Chueca, mm -hmm. which is next to Malasaña, just a little bit north of the Puerta del Sol. And it's um, Madrid's LGBT neighborhood. Okay. It's amazing. <laughs> it's just so colorful and so lively and uh, always on. Okay. You know? Like, there's just always... A lot of life there too, and I think that's yeah. That's by the way, that's that's Madrid's largest uh, party of the year. Here is the Pride Parade oh, that oh, happens. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah in the summertime, it runs from Atocha Station north to the the Plaza de Cibeles, and it's it draws more people than any other big event in Madrid every year. Um, this year I was in front of the parade and <laughs> shooting as it was coming on. Oh, really? Fun. Yeah, it was really fun. <laughs> cool. You know, people just really, really decked out. But, uh, yeah, Chuecas are really, again, another 
totally gentrified neighborhood, um, Malasanya. I guess I guess Chueca is part of Malasanya, and it's Malasanya was Madrid's old red light district, okay. and it is now completely gentrified. And so it's you know, still got a little bit of that um, that life, mm-hmm. you know, and but is benign, okay. totally totally safe and fun. Lots of uh, you know, bars, cafes, clubs, shopping up there. Um, two places in Madrid I wanted to just here at the end, I guess, um, bring up uh, the Parque de Retiro, like Retiro Park, um, just a little bit north of Atocha, is a huge, uh, beautiful city park. And there's always a lot of people there, um, sporting people or people having uh, – picnics or going on walks and there's a lot of interesting backdrops there to kind of a huge green space in madrid um, to take some you know, unconventional street shots um on the other hand the other side of the uh that's on the, the east on the west against the river uh, kind of on the southwest of the center madrid rio is another very uh popular place for sporting people to go yeah um, you know uh, soccer <laughs> <laughs> how'd you guess uh, <laughs> just the name <laughs> that, yeah yeah madrid yeah like that yeah, yeah there's a there's yeah. actually a soccer stadium there um atletico um in madrid, like the the smaller the second team of, of madrid not real madrid but the smaller one okay um, has, state, has their stadium there madrid rio and, uh, you know, people doing you know, running or rollerblading or lifting weights or you know, doing pull-ups or there's a skate park there that's fun to shoot, shoot as well. Um, yeah, I guess those are all the zones. There, there are a lot of them. I've tried to delineate all of them on the map. That's awesome. Thank you for doing that. Uh, any, any museum that stands out for um, that has really good photo exhibits? Yeah, um, well, there's a museum and a gallery I'd bring up. Um, the Reina Sofia is here with, between Lava Pies and Atocha, and it is phenomenal. And the first and fourth floors um, at the moment hold some very, very good photo exhibitions. Um, it's the permanent home of Guernica, if you like painting, oh, yeah. like mm-hmm. the, the huge uh, Picasso. Um, the gallery I'd like to mention, there's a gallery called the Mapre Foundation. And from Atocha, it's one stop on the light rail north. And the, the stop is called uh, Recoletos. And this year, they've had the um, Henri Cartier-Bresson show from uh, Centre Pompidou. Mm-hmm there um steven shore is there right now and uh i had the chance to see him introduce his show yeah um who else was there it was uh, vanessa winship was there um so that seems to be like this i think mapfre is a huge insurance company in spain but they have a real interest in the arts that's Um, awesome those two places, um, especially that gallery, has been just really, really enjoyable and free. <laughs> oh, that's even better. Wow. Well, uh, 
this um, this was just a, such a great conversation, and now you make me want to go to Madrid even more. So great. <laughs> adding that to my list, <laughs> better go before you leave because yeah. you can be my guide. <laughs> so where can people find out more about you? And do you lead photo walks uh, of Madrid if people are, are there for a few days? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me primarily at levishand.com. Uh, That's L-E-V-I. S-H-A-N-D dot com. And back in May, I started, I founded a street photography group, like a kind of based in street photography education. Um, I give a challenge every month and every month we do, man, I guess on average, it's, it's been a lot <laughs> every month. Um, a lot, like six or eight meetups like we nice we go photo walking we either we either go photo walking you know go to uh go to an exhibition you know there are lots of small ones around town too in in various smaller galleries and we try to hit them all (laughs) you know just we're going 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 the group's got close to 300 members now oh very nice that's a short time yeah that's great yeah yeah it's grown really rapidly street photography is alive and well uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. People really like it. Yeah. Here in Madrid. So. That's awesome. So that's some, something that somebody could check out through your website. And I'll put the links to both anyways on the show notes. But uh, people could maybe, even if they're there for uh, a, a vacation, they could probably join one of the photo walks. Yeah, absolutely. We've had uh, people come in for just a day. They yeah. were in Madrid for one day and you know signed up. It's free. <laughs> and... They came with us and had a good time, met some local people and got to practice their Spanish, their English. And yeah, it's it's been really positive. That's great. And you know, that's part of it too. I mean, yeah, you probably don't do your best work when you're with a small group of people uh, because, you know, it's a social thing too. I find that when I go out with friends, uh, yeah, we usually spend half the time chatting and, and uh, you know, then we go out for a drink. But that's part of the fun and being with like-minded people. And um, and that's uh, that's that's what I love about the photo walks. <laughs> yeah, we do ours a little bit differently, actually. We, we meet in a place and I I um, outline an area yeah. and say, I'll meet you in an hour and a half or two hours. Good luck. And then we split up and just, you know, go into a zone and then come yeah. back and meet meet at a place and like you said have a have a drink yeah and that's how when i do my workshops that's what we do of course we can't do street photography in a pack and uh, so we go from point a to point b as a group and then we we explode you know the group explodes for an hour two hours and then we okay we'll meet back here at five and then we'll go to the different spot and and so that gives everybody to go at least either on their own or two by twos um, and then, uh, yeah, and then it's, uh, and then there is social time after, which is just great. But, um, so that's awesome. I'll definitely put the link on the show note and thanks again for, for agreeing to, uh, coming on the show for our uh, Madrid, uh, segment. I always look for, uh, people who can, uh, be the guide for my streets of the world, um, show. And it's been popular because I think, uh, whether, you're planning on going to Madrid or not, it's always fun to discover a city through the eyes of a photographer. And I will put some of your images on the blog post as well so people can see some of your work and then get in contact with you. 
Thank you so much, and thank you for inviting me. Well, thank you so much, Levi, and uh, I hope I meet you in Madrid someday. Me too. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. And we are at the end of another episode of Street Focus. Please head over to thisweekinphoto.com slash street to subscribe to the show and check out Levi's work and the map that he kindly prepared for us for the show. Also go over to our new Google Plus community and join uh, the Street Focus community there. It's uh, it's growing every day. So it's a good place to, uh, to share your work, share some ideas, uh, forward your uh, questions for the Q&A episodes and so forth. And then please spread the word and the love of, of street photography by um, sharing sharing the link of the the podcast with uh, with your friends and then uh, and then leave us a, a review on on uh, iTunes and to sign up for exclusive TWIP membership benefits and discounts you can head over to thisweekinphoto.com/join and uh, that's it for today my name is Valérie Jardin and you've been listening to Street Focus. Now it's time to grab that camera and hit the streets.